Welcome to the Dental Billing Academy podcast, powered by ESS Dental Solutions. Hey, dental billers. Um, I'm your host, Amanda, and back with you uh, for another really fun episode. Um, I've decided that I want to start doing software-specific episodes to um, really shine a light on those um different practice management softwares that we use every day uh, and and speak with some of the experts in those softwares to uh, get some of their favorite features, maybe get some tips and tricks that you may not know about your preferred software. Um, So if you are really proficient in a specific software, um, just go ahead and email me at podcast at esis.me and I would love to have you on and talk about your specific software. Uh, We're going to start with the one that I know the most and that is a little bit selfish uh, of me, but it's the one that I am the most comfortable with um, because it is the one that I started using from my very first office um, in dentistry and have continued to use for 15 years. So um, it's, it feels like home to me. So uh, I wanted to start with this one, even if it's not probably the most used practice management software out there, it feels like it is to me because it's the one that I've used the most. Um, So it is Dendrix. If you haven't um, already guessed that based on, you know, the description of this podcast, it's all about Dentrix. And so I am really excited um, to have a Dentrix trainer on with me. Um, she has over uh, 30 years of experience in the dental field, a super busy mom of five kids. So uh, I would like to welcome uh, Amanda Bowles um, to the podcast. Welcome. Hey, Amanda. Nice name. Yeah, (laughs) might get a little confusing uh, here, but, uh, you know, I've always found that having more than one Amanda in the room is just twice as much fun. That's right. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to talk about Dentrix today. Yes. Thanks for being on. So let's start off with just all about you and uh, your background in the dental field. Sure. Uh, Like many others out in the dental field, I got introduced at a very young age, started as um, a rover, taking out the trash back in the day when we still had charts. So I was filing those charts, pulling the charts, um, filing papers in the charts, you know, all that good stuff. And next thing you know, I hear this, Amanda, come in here. We need some help. And next, you know, you're doing other things and it piqued my interest. And so that kind of started my process of, ooh, what else can I do in dentistry? I did not go to dental assisting school. I actually learned on the job and I challenged the boards and I was able to get all of my certificates in that fashion, Um, became an EFTA as well. And then after several years of assisting, I decided that I was ready to transition to something else. So I went to the administrative and I have worked at every position administrative till I retired is what I like to call it. And 2019 for Dentrix training and I started my own consulting business. So that's where I'm in now. Wow, that's awesome. Your story mirrors mine quite a bit. Um, <laughs> you know, it's starting uh, at very low on the totem pole in the office and um, just kind of working up. What, uh, just curious, what state 
are you in? I'm currently in California, but I was in Oregon when I went through the beginning. My first about 16 years was in Oregon. Okay. Um, I started dentistry in Kentucky and lived in Kentucky for most of my life. And uh, Kentucky actually does not require um, certification for uh, dental assistance. So you can do on the job training. So that's what I did as well. And, you know, it's, it's great when you find those doctors that are willing to do that. A lot of doctors, um, I think get really caught up in, in wanting to find somebody that already has that experience because they don't really want to take the time to train. But really the great part about it is you start somebody's career possibly with dentistry that wasn't really expecting to do that, um, like you and, and me. And you can also, you know, train that person completely from scratch and, t and really tailor what they do to um, what you need in the office and um, not necessarily have to, you know, change somebody's uh, already, what, what, something they're already used to doing from another office. Right. Absolutely. Yep. And I still hold that to today tell offices all the time, it comes up in conversation, should we hire someone with Dentrix training? Not necessarily because you can train software, right? Um, it's more personalities and you never know what kind of leadership you might have for someone. So exactly. That's exa yeah, that's exactly right. So um, what exactly drove you then to, to stop doing just uh, in-office administrative work and move into uh, being a Dentrix trainer and then a consultant? I guess for me, I love challenging myself. I get bored pretty easy. So after a while, I had gone through all of these different positions in the dental practice. And once I've been an office manager for about seven years, it got to be very repetitive. So just the same in, same out. The practice I was in didn't want to grow much more than what they were at. So I found myself a little bored about the last year. So a friend of mine who was also a Dentrix trainer said, Hey, have you ever thought of? And I was like, no, what is it? So that's kind of how I got started. And I became certified trainer and fell in love with it. And after just a short four or five months, this is what I want to do all the time. So that's how I transitioned very quickly into doing this instead of being in an office. I miss the people. I miss the patients, but I love my own schedule and I love being able to um, help people now on a different level. So I'm curious, how long have you been working with Dentrix? Was it the entire, this entire 30 years? No, actually 30 years ago, it was um, Daisy. And then we did, I did practice works and then I did EagleSoft and then I did Dentrix. And so I've been on Dentrix probably the last 10 years of my office career. And I um, enjoyed working with it. So when I became a trainer and really found out all of these cool tips and tricks, I fell in love with it even more. And I'm still learning, let me tell you, even as trainers, we still are always learning new things. So. Absolutely. I have worked with Dentrix. Um, the majority of my time in dentistry, like I said, um, in the beginning, probably I'd say about 90% of the time. And 
I'm still learning things. Like I'm probably going to learn things uh, right now on this podcast episode with you. You're going to tell me things that I didn't know and I, my brain will just, you know, it's, it's amazing to work on a practice management software for so long and still find tiny features to help you with efficiency, um, productivity, um, things that can help with better patient care, uh, and just your, your overall daily grind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's my favorite part when you're a trainer and you're working with an office and you say something and all of a sudden the light bulb is like, <gasps> and it's like, yes, I had my aha moment. You know, we all strive for an aha moment at least once during a training. So that's the highlight of, of everything right there. So let me ask you this, since you have experience with EagleSoft and Dentrix. So I have um, several friends that are um, much more at home with EagleSoft, this, the same feelings that I have with Dentrix. And we seem to be on very opposite ends um, <laughs> as far as, you know, if it seems to be that if you are um, proficient with EagleSoft, that you... Um, find quite a few things that you don't like with Dentrix and vice versa. Me, for example, I would uh, really, it's, it's very low on my list of, of practice management softwares that I would like to use, but it's mostly because it's the one I have the least amount of experience with. Yeah. Um, I would like to, to learn more about EagleSoft, but it does seem like they are, uh, there are, they're polar opposites as far as, so it's interesting to me to, to meet someone that has that experience with both and can kind of speak on, on both. And you did decide to go with being a Dentrix trainer and not pursue anything with EagleSoft. Um, but did you, I mean, was EagleSoft user-friendly? Was it a weird transition mm -hmm. for you to go, go from EagleSoft to Dentrix? No, I loved EagleSoft when I worked with it. There's a lot of features that it offers that Dentrix doesn't, but so does Softent. So does Open Dental, right? I mean, all of the software management programs out there offer something that one of the others don't or offer it differently. So I don't know if there's really a, a better versus a bad. It's just preference of the user. Yeah. When I went from EagleSoft to Dentrix, Dentrix was very easy for me to self-learn my myself through. Yes, sometimes it was through failing and trial and error, but what part of life is it when you're growing, right? Um, but it was very easy to transition between the two. Um, I don't knock, I have lots of friends who are EagleSoft lovers as well. And they're like, I don't know how you can handle it. It's just my preference is Dentrix. I love how easy it is to do this and to do this and to do this. Is there a few features I miss? Sure. But I still, um, when I use it, it was more user-friendly for me and what I needed it for. I like the word that you use, preference. That is exactly, uh, that's the word I was searching for a few minutes ago. That is exactly what it is, is preference. But it is interesting to me to, you know, I wanted to ask you, having experience with both, you don't normally come across anyone that has experience with both. I prefer Dentrix um, to EagleSoft hand over fist. But like I said, I haven't had very much experience with EagleSoft, so I don't know what I don't know. Um, exactly. And and I feel like a lot of EagleSoft users are the same with Dentrix. They yeah. um, prefer EagleSoft, but they it's because they haven't really worked with Dentrix and they don't know um, all the features. 
there are a handful of people like yourself that have worked with both. And then, you know, you, you obviously prefer one over the other, just based on um, the features that you uh, prefer that practice management software has, like I said, to help you with your, your daily uh, tasks. And I know that they are very different, but um, still both great practice management softwares. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, so let me, let's dive right into, to nitty gritty Dentrix questions. Yes, let's go for it. I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> so what is the most common Dentrix feature, um, as, uh, for you as a trainer that offices request to be trained on? Not to sound cliche or anything, but it's insurance the proper uses of insurance, because that's the core for treatment planning. That's the core for your ledger estimations. Um, it also affects your statements when you're communicating with patients. So um, that is up there. The second one that's a close race is continuing care and how to manage and maintain the continuing care or the hygiene recare system. Close, close race, but I would still say insurance. So when you say insurance, um, are you meaning the insurance eligibility feature or um, kind of let's let's talk a little bit more about specifically what what um, parts of insurance within Dentrix um, people are really most, I guess, curious to to make work for them. So with Dentrix, when you have your the, the database, it's blank. There's no insurances in there. So the office is able to customize it to meet their patients' needs and their practice needs. And it comes with templates or examples of things that are in there, but they're just generic or basic forms. And insurance is not basic. It's very complex and can be confusing. And so when we have basic and then you have your complex, they don't understand how they can create and customize that insurance plan to be more customized from the insurance itself. And it's based on the, the office itself, right? If it's a perio office or an oral surgery office, or if it's a pedo office and they're using Dentrix, what they might be gathering is going to be different than someone else. And so you can take that insurance information area and really break it down to give you very, very specific information for your treatment planning. Well, that's awesome because um, that is something that really enhances patient care when you can show um, just the most accurate treatment plan possible based on insurance benefits. And if you are not inputting all of that information from the insurance verification that you're getting into the practice management software, then obviously it's not going to translate onto the treatment plan for the patient. Absolutely. And uh, you're wanting to grow your practice. The best way to do it is the best customer care ever, right? That VIP experience, the wow factor and money is a big thing that patients complain about the most. And the one of the number one reasons why patients leave a practice. And if you can be proactive in that solution of customizing your software to make that as easy as possible, then you're avoiding a lot of uh, uncomfortable conversations. 
when you're speaking on the continuing care, um, is that, are you speaking on, um, running that report or attaching the continuing care? I know that that is something that um, can be set up to be done in Dentrix where it will attach, you know, a, a patient comes in for a, um, a regular cleaning and it will go ahead and attach a regular cleaning to them to schedule in six months. Um, is that something that offices struggle with setting up or they're just not sure how to uh, collect all of that information once it's kind of in the practice management software? Yeah, so it's actually a really broad range with the continuing care. Um, again, Dentrix gives you examples or gives you continuing care types that you could um, use, but you can also customize them for yourself. A lot of offices are going chartless, and so they are spending a lot of time they're finding on how do I know when a patient's due for bite wings, for an FMX, health histories, full mouth perio charts. Um, all kinds of things that you guys um, need to track, right? And they're going through each and every patient on the schedule every day. What does this patient do for? And they're doing these long chart audits. And then they're connecting the appropriate procedures based on those needs. Well, continuing care, again, you can customize this. What are the things that you need to track for your hygiene appointments? And make um, an automated system using the Dentrix continuing care. They also miss the mark that even though they are attaching these procedures to the appointments and Dentrix will then start tracking and automating the due dates for you. It will also um, allow you to have a cheat sheet inside the appointment. So if you if anybody who's familiar with Dentrix knows the appointment information window opens up in the upper part of the box, it says CC and that box will tell you what they're due for and their due dates. And so you will always be able to, my big word, if you haven't heard it yet, proactive of how can I set myself up next time to be most successful is what am I due for? And you can attach everything right then and there. So it just makes it that much easier. And so then that's what helps it populate onto a report. So you can run a continuing care report for just all of the perio maintenance patients. Correct. And as long as that continuing care is attached to those patients, they will, um, show up on that report for you to call and, and schedule those. Yeah. And the, the, the second biggest missed feature is not all patients are handled the same. So frequencies for a profi could be six months as a default, but you might have a patient who might need to come in every four months. And so you can change the frequency just for that one patient. Um, and then that way Dentrix is tracking that one patient as needed for what their needs are. So a lot, that's another missed mark too. Yeah, I I don't know that I've used that specifically um, on patients. So I'm sure that it is missed, um, but that is a great feature to be able to customize that uh, for um, different patients because you're right. There are, there are patients that are uh, different with profies, with perio maintenance, you may have hygienists that want to see patients back every three months, some every four months, sometimes they stretch it to six months if the patient is getting better. So it's really mm -hmm. important to be able to customize that continuing care. Exactly. And if you don't do that, your reports aren't going to be accurate either, right? You're going to be calling people when they're, when they're not actually due or they're past due. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, well, that was great information. And so we're going to take just a quick sponsor break. We're going to come back and get a whole lot more. Right on. This podcast is sponsored by eAssist Dental Solutions. eAssist helps dentists collect 100% of what dentists are owed by insurance companies. Their dental billing experts work with dentists and their teams to ensure the claim submission process is smooth and that dentists and their staff can focus on patient care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance with the dental billing process, call 1-844-E-ASSIST or visit dentalbilling.com to find out more. All right, we are back with Amanda Bowles, who is a Dentrix trainer. Um, and so we are just kind of nerding out on uh, Dentrix, which is my preferred practice management software, happens to be hers too. Not sure if it's an Amanda thing or, you know, um, we just just both happen to love Dentrix and, and have almost identical story as far as uh, how we came into the dental world. It's really weird. Um, we might be, um, you know, soul sisters. It's it's undetermined, but um, okay, we'll take it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I am interested to know, as a certified Dentrix trainer, what is your all time favorite Dentrix feature? That's a rough. That's rough. Um, I will. I think I do have a favorite. And it is the new provider credit balance manager um, because those ledgers and dentrix and offices are a hot mess because we've not posted correct payments and adjustments correctly in the past. And it leaves this nasty little trail that you can't really see until you start running reports. And then you're like, how come, how come, how come? And before to fix it, it was a very long and daunting process. And G73 came out and they brought this new report and it was the best thing ever. I love it. So I'm assuming that you are telling me that there is now a report that will replace the dreaded Dentrix ledger audit that you have to do <laughs> because I remember doing those and trying to trace back credits or trace back. So please explain to me more because I don't know that I have seen this report um, and, and not used it specifically. So I want some more details on what you are. Yes. Describing. Yes. So let's dive into this um, just for, so I can help explain things a little bit better. Here's kind of my analogy when I have offices because they don't understand what I mean by allocations or improper posting. When we see patients, there's a couple of components. Who received the treatment, right, the patient, and who rendered those services, the provider, and then you have payments. Those are kind of the three components when it comes to the ledger. And it's important that when we are posting set complete, right, from the appointment book that we are posting it to the right provider. It's already to the right patient because it's linked there, but we have to also make sure it's to the right provider. Then when we post payments, you have to do the same thing. Am I posting this payment to who received the services? The patient. Who rendered those services? The provider. Many offices have multiple providers, not just doctors, but hygienists as well. 
And when we are posting certain payments and adjustments to only one provider, it leaves all of these other providers, quote unquote, unpaid and leaves a huge credit on the provider that's getting all of the payments. And also, if you're not posting it to the right patients, patients then can end up with credits while other family members in there can still show balances. So it can get a little nasty pretty fast. And this is where that Dentrix audit comes in that I was telling uh, telling you about a minute ago. That That's what I call it, at least. Having to go back and, and figure out looking instead of just at the patient, looking at the whole family, and then going through each family member, each date of service, what their total was, what they paid, what the insurance paid to determine, like you said, if... Uh, you know, the mother uh, uh, in a family has a credit, but then the son has a balance, but that doesn't seem right. Trying to figure out where exactly, who exactly has that balance, who exactly um, should have a credit, because if it's not allocated correctly, like you said, it's not going to show on the, the ledger correctly. So how does the feature that you're talking about, what does it, how does it, work to, what does it exactly show? I'm trying to even think of the words of, of asking you how to describe it because my mind is a little bit blown right now. Um, what does it show to, you know, as far as the helping to kind of trace that back and figure out where those go? Yeah. So what the report does is, I don't know if I would call it a chart audit to specifically show exactly where balances are coming from, but what it will do is show you um, which providers have been overpaid and which providers still are owed money and which patients also might have credits and may have been overpaid. And seriously, with the click of a button, I mean, there's more to it when you're training, but with the click of a button, Dendrix will move balances or credits around and pay off the right people. And then you have a clean ledger or a balanced ledger. And then from that point on, there is processes when you're posting payments that you should be doing to avoid it from happening again. This report also is great for end of month because then you can double check at the end of the month because we are human beings. We can be busy. If someone didn't do something correctly, you catch it really fast. And again, with the click of a button, you can fix that. Okay. So I am understanding now. So it's, it's not resolving my, my dreaded Dentrix <laughs> chart audit, but it makes it easier, which I am all about. Again, yes. love the features that create efficiency and help with productivity. And that sounds like exactly um, what this is. And it was a pain point. Any dental billers out there um, that have been using Dentrix for many years prior to this update of G7.3 um, know what I'm talking about. You know, going, I mean, it's been years that we have had to um, go through ledgers and manually transfer from, you know, fam between family members to get things to zero. Some of the 
more OCD office managers probably really had a, a very difficult time um, with it. I know I've, I've spoken to some that just it's it's like nails on a chalkboard and they really hate to see yes. that um, out of whack on the ledger. So this really just sets everything right. And so then if you do have to go back through and do a chart audit uh, or ledger audit on that family, because let's say the the parents um, not sure exactly where that $20 balance is coming from and they want you to tell them exactly. If you do have to go back through, it just makes it a lot cleaner um, and you don't have to um, worry about moving anything manually between family members. Correct. Yes. Wow. Yeah, you got it. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you've ever had to clean up a ledger before, you would appreciate this report because it was probably a 15 step process before, and now it's more like a three step or four step process. And it happens in a matter of minutes instead of days, weeks, months. And it was just a very tedious task. And I was so excited when they came out with that feature and couldn't wait to get out there and show that the, the new users, this feature, it's been great. I bet. So is that, the the newest I'm sorry educate me because there there have been several um, Dentrix updates in the last couple of years. So is seven point three the most recent? No, we actually okay. have seven four now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, since seven point four is the is the newest update, was there any updated features on that one? Any any one that is your favorite on the the most uh, recent update? Yes. Um, and this is insurance. So before, um, Dendrix didn't really have a location for us to put specifics like frequencies or waiting periods or downgrades. We had a little note box and you manually had to type in all of those lovely things. And hopefully we had a template that we could copy paste to make it somewhat more efficient, right? And fill in the blanks. Well, now Dentrix um, 7.4 has revamped the whole insurance box and they have given us an exceptions table. And that exceptions table now allows you to break out codes to be downgraded, break out codes for frequencies, have waiting periods, have a, um, a coordination of benefits recorded. Um, all of these things that we were missing before to be more efficient is now available. Um, having said that, um, not all of them are quote unquote active yet. Right now, a lot of it's informational only, but as the new releases for 7.4 become available, we'll start seeing more and more of them become act act actually active for us to start utilizing them. So I'm super excited for that because no more hitting the note box. How is this downgraded? Is that not downgraded? Do I need to change this? Do I need to change that? How often can this be done type of scenario? That does sound amazing. Uh, and, you know, checking that box has always been the bane of my existence. Um, you know, the, the person verifying the insurance would put all of that great information in that um, insurance remarks box uh, in the claim. And I would forget to check it and forget that it was there. So I'm hope, probably not the only one. <laughs> I mm -hmm. hope I'm not the only one. So I 
I am one of the ones that definitely appreciates this new feature uh, to be able to put in all of that information. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, it just makes for better patient care to be able Absolutely. to present them with a more accurate treatment plan. Um, and they trust you. At So many times we, um, you know, using Dentrix, uh, but this speaks to all dental billers and all practice management softwares have shown patients treatment plans. And if it's not um, as detailed as it could be, um, and then they have a surprise balance later because of a missing that the insurance downgraded posterior fillings or missing um, that they paid out of network uh, on certain procedures or just anything um, right. that may have given a surprise balance. And then uh, that you automatically lose trust in the patient's eyes when that happens and right. lose some integrity. So to be able to um, input all of this information, uh, that's a huge benefit to offices that yeah. use Dendrix. Absolutely. Um, and it also helps the team members get more confidence too, you know, when they know that that information is easily available and it's broken down much easier. Um, and in with this exception table, you can create a template and then you can share that template with every single insurance. It's not like you have to rebuild it each and every time, like with the notes, right? You had a copy paste, hopefully, or free type every time. They gave us a template now too, so that way you can customize that for your practice needs and share it every plan. So it really saved that. And it even gave us some icons that you have access to from the family file, from the treatment plan or the patient chart that easily one click and it brings up all of those exceptions. So everybody in the office can now have that confidence of being able to have the right information. That is great. So how user-friendly is this new uh, feature with the insurance? I mean, is it something that just flows very easily that, you know, if you've been using Dentrix for the last 10 years, it's not that different? Or is it really like you you open that and it, it's very foreign? I've gotten a lot of feedback of what is this and how do I use it? Yes, if you are a go-getter, you can teach yourself but this is one of those areas that I would always recommend to reach out and get training on because um, the better um, understanding you have of how something works from the beginning, the more likely you're going to set yourself up to be successful, especially when these features become more active. Nothing like spending all this time customizing something incorrectly. And then six months later or a year later, you're like, and you have to go back and redo everything you just did. So I would say this with any update in Dentrix, if you're going to do an update, get a training on all the new features so you're properly preparing yourself and your team to utilize it correctly to avoid any mishaps later. I absolutely agree. In order to utilize the updates um, on or the features of the updates to the absolute max um, and understand how they benefit you and, and you can customize them, like you said, and um, integrate them into your regular daily workflow. You really do need to understand them fully. So absolutely, yeah. um, when there's an update, reach out. Um, if you have Dentrix support, 
Um, is that something that they can contact and get and get training set up? Absolutely. Um, for offices who have not worked with a trainer in the past, call support and um, they can definitely direct you to the right center to get the training order. If you've worked with a trainer in the past, shoot them an email and tell them, we're interested in the new upgrades. What features can you tell me about? You know, when's a good time to schedule some training so I can have our IT work with that to get it installed and get it all set up and going. And that trainer that you've reached out to then can take um, the reins from there and set, set everything up for you. Save you a phone call to support, right? Yes. And then you can talk to somebody that's just as wonderful and sweet as Amanda here. But if you are not sure at all about what we are talking about. Um, you definitely want to check to see what version of Dentrix you are currently running because you may be due for an update or four. So uh, definitely take a look um, at what version of Dentrix uh, there is. S make sure you set aside some time um, that you can update it, let the let your doctor know that that needs to happen because there are features with these new updates that you need to be using. They're going, going yeah. to make your life so much easier, going to make your patient experience so much better. Yes. And before you upgrade, I have to say, please get your IT people involved because there are certain requirements for your workstations and your server that need to be met. Please don't do it on your own. So definitely have your IT company do that for you and they can work out any kinks that might happen. Very good point. Thank you for throwing that in. Yeah, um, yeah you definitely don't want to upgrade and then um, cause more mayhem. Uh, so Absolutely make sure you meet all of the requirements. Um, but then, uh, you know, it sounds like every Dentrix user needs to be um, using this 7.4 now. Um, so it sounds amazing. And I'm very excited to dive into the insurance uh, exceptions section and, and really um, take all of that in because that is something that has been long overdue. So. Absolutely. I agree. So I'm interested, Amanda, for any of the dental billers out there that are considering switching to Dentrix or learning Dentrix or um, eventually becoming a Dentrix trainer like yourself, anything like that, what would you tell them? Do it. <laughs> Don't wait. Um, if uh, the two different kind of questions there. If you're going to be a dental biller and wanting to switch to the Dentrix program, um, call, call in and ask for um, an opportunity to have a demo, right? So they can do that with you. A sales rep would be happy to work with you to show you those demos before you sign up and um, do it. Don't sit back and keep thinking because someday will never come unless you just say, this is what I'm doing and you plan for it. Same if you're interested in becoming a trainer, just do it. If you love the software and you and you love what it has to offer and you love to help people, you're a problem solver, um, reach out. They're always looking for, for more people. Um, they'll tell you if your area is open and um, join us. It's been wonderful. It's great. Side bonus to being a trainer is I make my own schedule. So I am a mom of five. 
And so it's very nice, especially right now during this time with homeschooling to be able to have my schedule be a little bit more flexible to what my family's needing right now. So that's been extremely helpful. That is, that's always uh, great to find that work-life balance. And it sounds like you found just the dream balance, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, any, any dental billers out there, if you are, you or your doctor not loving the practice management software that you're currently using or um, Dentrix is on your list of possible ones to convert to, you know, hopefully this podcast has kind of uh, helped you by explaining some of the really great features um, available because like we talked about earlier, it's really just preference. You know, there are so many different practice management softwares that do different things and, and um, have different strengths uh, and have different weaknesses. And, um, you know, this is just kind of highlighting Dentrix um, and their, <coughs> excuse me, strengths and weaknesses. Um, and there, it, there are a lot of users of Dentrix or a lot of users of lots of other practice management software. So it's really just weighing pros and cons and what's the best for your office um, and what's the best for for you, what you prefer as the office manager or dental biller um, to use. So definitely reach out to get more information if you're interested uh, in learning more about uh, Dentrix and all of the features that they have available um, in their in their software. So yeah. I appreciate you being on with me. This was really, really fun. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. I had a great time and I do like to geek out on, on um, dentistry and Dentrix both. So it's been kind of nice to be able to um, share that opportunity with you too. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I think every time there's an update, well, you know, I'll have to um, do this again with you so that you can uh, give us a sneak peek and a download of, of what those Dentrix features are. Absolutely. Lots of features out there. They're amazing. And I bet offices don't even know that they're there. So yeah. whenever I'm here, yeah. all for it. Awesome. And again, if you um, are really proficient with your specific practice management software, it can be any of them, uh, Softent, Open Dental, Curve, Ortho Software, TDO, um, QSI, uh, sky's the limit. There's so many out there. If you are proficient in that and would love to um, tell other dental billers some tips and tricks because you've worked with that uh, software for long enough that you know some things that maybe others don't, email me at podcast at esis.me and I would love to have you on as a guest. Thank you so much. Night. Have a great night. Click subscribe now to never miss an episode and find us on Facebook to expand your network.